the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 17, title, Importance of Taxes and Clean Books. I'm your host, attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media at with Go Legal Yourself and find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. This podcast is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. And by knowing where you are, it's easier to become successful. Are you ready? Get ready for a life-changing show as we empower all business owners and entrepreneurs to dare to become successful. Today's show is super exciting, especially for me. I'll be interviewing a go-getter, a no-nonsense, a straight shooter, one of America's finest, and yes, a successful business owner, the one and only Casey Ortiz about taxes and keeping clean books. Welcome, Casey. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure, such a pleasure. Before we begin the show, I must warn you, listeners' discretion is advised. (laughs) And because we have no idea what's going to be said on the show... (laughs) It is totally unscripted. (laughs) Completely. So we do hope that the audience is going to connect with us afterwards and do send us comments because I know this is one of the shows where you will be sending us comments. Well, first and foremost, Casey, do you have an attorney joke to share with us? You know, I do have an attorney joke. So it's it's an attorney joke slash... uh, taxes accounting joke i like to cover everything of course in one joke (laughs) so there was an accountant Mm -hmm. an attorney and a surgeon and they were debating whose profession goes back the furthest the surgeon says Well, God made Eve out of Adam's ribs, so obviously surgery came first. The accountant disagrees. Before that, God created the universe by bringing order out of chaos. And that's accounting. Then the attorney speaks up and says, I've got you both beat. And they say, how? And the answer is... Who created the chaos? <laughs> I can tell you've heard that one plenty of times, Kelly. I love that joke. I love that joke. One of my favorite jokes is, what's the difference between an accountant and attorney? Well, the accountant knows he's boring. <laughs> but that does not apply to our guest today. In fact, Casey, Moo and I have done another show where we've mentioned you personally saying that we are super excited to have you on the show because a successful business cannot be successful without the numbers, correct? That is so correct. And even though people think that numbers are just plug and play, per se, Mm -hmm. that is not the case at all. Mm -hmm. As an enrolled agent, I have to take the numbers and apply them to the tax law to make sure that my client gets the best benefit and saves the most money. 
So for the audience out there that does not know what an enrolled agent is, please enlighten us. So an enrolled agent is someone who has advanced knowledge and advanced education in tax law. And they are covered and they take a special exam that is licensed by the Department of Treasury to be able to represent in tax court, to represent people of all backgrounds, individuals, businesses, everything in tax court for any type of tax issues. So I guess we should have warned the audience that we are talking about the other sexy topic, right? The first is legal, obviously. Obviously. And the second sexy topic, and the only other sexy topic, is money. It is. And, you know, if you don't consider it sexy, it's definitely funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, having you do the money aspect and taking care of, you know, these uh, bookkeeping books and, and, and the financial aspect of a business. Absolutely, it is funny. And by the way, when you do engage with an accountant and or bookkeeper, make sure that you can have a chuckle with them. Otherwise, don't bother. <laughs> definitely. You're definitely <laughs> missing out. So I, I went into law because I suck at numbers, right? So tell us a little bit about you yourself, Casey. How did you become this incredible enrolled agent well thank you so much for all the flattery i appreciate it (laughs) um i my story begins with my military career by the way thank you so much for serving it was my pleasure i am a marine corps veteran By the way, my husband is a marine my stepson is a marine and my uh, very very close friends are marines and i just love marines and so so what you. you're saying is <laughs> all of the best people you know are marines oh exactly. I'm, I'm sorry i digress exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so back to my story um unfortunately i had to take a medical discharge from the military and i was given a lump sum of money which was taxed i didn't know any better uh a year after i was out I took a basic tax class and found out that my medical discharge income should not have been taxed. Wow. Exactly. So you had no idea? I had no idea. How many people out there have no idea that they're being taxed on stuff that they didn't need to pay taxes on? Exactly. And that was in a basic tax class. I learned that information. I immediately amended my tax return. I got my money back. And that started my career in the tax industry. And over the next 15 years, I worked for all of the big boys in the tax industry. Mm-hmm. And finally, I decided to go independent so I could educate my clients a little bit more on saving money and educating on the tax laws and how it applies to them. And so, therefore, Just Taxes was born and... Here we are 13 years later. Wow. Wow. Well, first of all, congratulations on being a successful business owner. It is extremely hard running a business, let alone making money. That is so true, especially in a business like mine where the industry standard is fast food business tax. People are used to walking in, sitting down, having somebody 
plug in a bunch of information from documents they hand them and then walk out with a completed product. That's not my business model. My business model is to educate the client along the way. You and I, our, our practices are very, very similar because as an attorney, half of my job really is to educate the client as to what they need, how they need to protect themselves. And if something happens how can they make the best out of that scenario? And you are exactly the same way. So business owners, I'm assuming now, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, they go into business to pay taxes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not if they're smart. (laughs) Business owners go into business because they make money for themselves. My situation was I worked for the big boys. I worked for the largest international law firm in the world. I absolutely loved what I was doing for them. Loved it. I really learned from the best. But it got to a point where I'm thinking, if I can make money for someone else, why can't I make that money for myself? Now, instead of making, let's just say $350 an hour and taking home $50 an hour, what I did at the big firm and I know you're sitting there nodding your head because you did exactly the same thing when you were working for the big boys in the tax industry. I understand it so well. And now if I charge 350 an hour I get to take home 350 an hour. Exactly and it's relatively the same in what I do. If a client makes 350 on a job for a service They don't want to have to pay all of that money back in taxes. So I educate them on the benefits of excellent bookkeeping, excellent tax uh, deduction policies, and the procedures that will help them in case they are audited. So before we're going to dive into a little more specifics on the taxes of a small business, I would love for you to share some tips on how to clean, how to keep clean books. Nobody likes dirty books, especially the accountants, right? <laughs> books dirty? No, no. So, in order for a small business owner to really become successful, they need to show somebody else and themselves as to exactly what they are making. And what would you recommend, Casey, uh, as far as the one, two, threes? Give us the basic one, two, threes on bookkeeping. Number one, uh, seek out a consultant first. Make sure that you're setting up everything properly in the beginning. Number two, follow the advice of the professionals. And number three, keep and record everything you spend, not only what you make. So what kind of a consultant would you recommend that a small business owner seek? Well, you definitely want to see your attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) To make sure that you're set up properly your business. Another person that you definitely want to seek out is a licensed tax professional. Yes. Accountant. Someone who knows bookkeeping, knows the order of accounting, knows what type of deductions that apply to your business, what type of business you have created, and the type of setup you need to have to track your expenses. Right. So if I was going to come to you, Casey, because I know part of your business is you, you like to provide the full 
service to a client, as, as do I. And one of the aspects of your business is actually bookkeeping for clients. Share with us a little bit about what is it that the client needs to do in order for them to come see you to, to get the bookkeeping started. Well, first, they need to have a business bank account. Yes. I can't stress that enough. So many businesses, especially a small business entrepreneur, they go and open their business and they hit the ground running, making money, and then they start depositing checks into their their bank account, their personal bank account. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag. Mm -hmm. That's an absolute no-no. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you're ever audited, then everything in that bank account, every deposit, every cash withdrawal comes into question when it's time for your audit. Even the $500 you received from grandma as a birthday present? Even the $500 from grandma. Okay, now that would really suck that you'd have to pay taxes on your birthday present? Exactly. So you need to make sure that you're with a professional who sets up your accounting straight out the door correctly and that they let you know the type of things that you need to be depositing, the type of transactions you need to keep track of, your deposit slips, your withdrawal slips, and how does that interact with your bottom line. The other reason why every single business owner needs to have a separate bank account is for legal purposes too. So in case you do get sued and in case you have a judgment against you, they are going to go and attach your business bank account. And if your business bank account and your personal bank account are one of the same, you're going to end up losing everything in in that business account or that one account that you use, including your birthday presents. Wow. (laughs) So having a a separate bank account. So once they've done that, then what do they need to do? Well, you need to keep track of your invoices and your expenses. Invoices are the invoices you sent to clients to track the income. Um, You also need to make sure your expenses are tracked as well. You also need to keep track of mileage. Mileage is a big thing. And let me go ahead and and make a sidebar here, if you will. When it comes to mileage, mileage always nets the bigger deduction. Mileage is not something that the business owner calculates. That is calculated on the tax end, but they do need to track the actual number of miles they kept for their business. Some of those miles include trips to the bank, trips to the post office to pick up supplies, trips to Home Depot or Michael's to pick up supplies, those type of things. I would never have even thought about that. I would never have thought about that. that that's interesting, yes. And, and when, when you say keep track of this, is there some sort of system that you'd recommend or is there a log book or an app that somebody could use? There are plenty of apps out there now, as we know in social media. Uh, we have a few that uh, I don't particularly recommend one or the over the other. It depends on the client. I have clients that still do old school mileage tracking. Mm-hmm. They buy the little mileage book from Staples or and keep track of it, throw it in their glove box and keep track of it that way. Mm-hmm. It totally depends on you. Um, I also teach a class for my business owners and do a small business mentorship where we offer 
uh, specific instructions on mileage, and we have worksheets that we afford to them to help them keep track of that. I was going to touch upon that in a little bit, but since you've already brought it up, why don't we just jump right into it, Casey? (laughs) Again, you and I are in the same business as far as educating clients. Yes. And I know and I've seen you firsthand, you do provide these fantastic workshops where you are walking a business owner through a worksheet as to what is deductible what is not deductible and if it is deductible you better have evidence that you have backed that up and this is this is the expense or this is the income before we jump into that going back to keeping track of expenses and and invoices would you recommend a system for that well when a new business owner comes to me we like to work within whatever system the client already works on. So, for example, maybe QuickBooks. If a client is already using QuickBooks, we certainly can work with them on that. We've uh, worked with clients that have other accounting systems, such as Zero. It's X-E-R-O, the way they mm-hmm. spell it, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other type of accounting systems out there we try and work with whatever makes the client feel best if they have something already Um, when it comes to actually taxes and reporting whatever reports that you can get that show exactly the best way to show your expenses and your income whatever works for the client so Moo and I on a previous podcast episode, we touched upon making sure that you use resources that can make your life easier. Now, I'm very old school. So in my office, I have a notepad and on the top of it, it says to do. So it's my to-do list. And I love checking things off once I've done them. In fact, if I've done them and they're not on my list, I'll put them on my list (laughs) and I'll check them off. It's just that satisfaction feeling that you get. Now, this is exactly the same conversation I was having with Moo. By the way, Casey, Moo could not be here today, and she is so bummed about that, so bummed. So I guess we will just have to bring you on again really, really quickly so Moo can be here. Well, I am so sorry. Hey, Moo, wish you were here. (laughs) So sorry you couldn't make it. Seems like you're missing out every time Kelly and I have all the fun. (laughs) And I'm sorry, audience, if you can hear a whole bunch of racket. For some reason, my microphone is just falling down, isn't it? (laughs) Where's where's my crew when you need them? Here's the the hilarious part about this podcast. I told you there was there was humor in in money. There's humor in two professionals. Richard, where are you? Podcast. <laughs> so, I'm so glad this isn't televised right now, audience. Oh, oh my goodness, Kate. Oh, I guess I guess I am loosening it. That's why. Okay. So, audience, just bear with me for uh, yes, a, a quick second, you will know, you? Imagine that on your screen there's a sign that says, if you're experiencing tif- technical difficulties. <laughs> exactly. We definitely are. What do you think? Did we fix it, Casey? I think so, but I think you need to straighten out your mic some. And, and Oh, oh. what do you think? Is that I good? Think I can hear you. Don't touch it. <laughs> I won't touch it. No, no. Oh, how... 
Before we started the podcast, I think we must have spent about a good five minutes just pissing ourselves laughing. How many? How many? Welcome to the podcast. If you're just joining us, we really did cover some insightful topics. We we did, we did. We and we are continuing. We highly recommend you do start from the beginning. Commercial break. Like I said, listeners, discretion please <laughs> is advised. We will be flashing a warning. <laughs> but yes, going back to the making it easy now for business owners, because time is money. And yes. people don't have that much time, especially when you wear all the hats. You've been there, I've been there. Yes. And so when you say, you know, keep track of this, that and the other, you would obviously advise if they don't have something already to use certain apps or certain software that can make their life easier. Okay. Now let's jump forward a little bit, Casey, and let's talk about what are the, what are some of the things that can be deductible for a business owner? So I have a business deductions worksheet that I hand out to my business clients. It, it's about three pages. Obviously, we don't have enough time to go over that. Right. But, a but few things. If, if our audience actually wanted a copy of that, would you be happy to provide a copy? I would be more than happy to provide a PDF copy of the business deductions worksheet that I hand out. It will save you thousands of dollars. I suggest that you use it. Uh, make notes of some of those things that you hadn't been deducting before and take it to your tax professional or feel free to email us or call us for an appointment. That would be fantastic. So audience, I would highly recommend that you actually get a copy of that. And towards the end of the show, we are going to share with you how you can get in contact with Casey and also do visit our show notes because you're going to get all the contact information for Casey and how to follow her on social media as well. So going back to some of the deductions. So some of the deductions, while there's so many, and I like to cover the do's and the don'ts of some of the common ones. Yes. So we always hear meals and entertainment is a deduction. Isn't it? Well, to a certain extent. (laughs) So for meals and entertainment, you have certain rules, tax law rules of how you can deduct it, what type of information is needed, tracking, date and time, purpose, who was there, all these type of things. And the percentages change Mm -hmm. depending on the type of meal it was was it a networking was it a business meal was it an employee luncheon all so you, of these you and things. i are going to lunch right after this is a business luncheon that we will be attending yes after and we will be discussing taxes we will also be be discussing business law and it will be a deduction we'll probably fight over who's going to pay the bill probably to get the deduction probably i'll arm wrestle you for it <laughs> Another um, common deduction, like I spoke of earlier, is mileage. While mileage does net the bigger deduction, um, it does require certain tracking requirements. Um, Another deduction that uh, sometimes professionals aren't aware of 
are their professional membership and dues expenses. Mm -hmm. So if you're part of, so your bar association dues. Oh, yes. Yes. Which I'm sure they charge you a lovely, lovely penny for. They do. And I pay it every year. Is a expense. Mm -hmm. And it's a deduction to you. Um, A few other of the not-so-common ones, like I spoke of, is the business owner who has to go back and forth to FedEx or to the post office to mail packages to customers or to pick up supplies. Technically, your home office, wherever that may be, to the post office, that mileage, that round-trip mileage, is a deduction. So, for example, if you can address both. The first one is for someone that has a home office. If they have to leave from the home office to go to a client's uh, place of business, is that mileage deductible? Yes, it is. So now the business owner has a actual office outside of the home. So they, they do have a physical office. So the drive from the house to the office, is that deductible? No, that is considered commuting mileage. There you go. And then from the office to the client's place, that's deductible. Yes. And if they go from the client's place to the post office, that's a deduction. If they go from the post office after that to the bank, that's a deduction. Fantastic. Look at you saving our audience money already. While they're driving all over town. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So what about if you leave the office and you go downtown to San Diego and you're going to a nightclub. Not that I would know anything about nightclubs, of course not, but this is more of your forte, your area, wouldn't you say, Casey? Not really. (laughs) I can't tell you the last time I've been to a nightclub if it wasn't for a special event. There you go. So if it was for a networking purposes, that would be deductible. It sure is. I'll even take it a step further. If they leave the office and drive to Las Vegas for a conference. All that mileage is a deduction. There you go. Just make sure that you track the mileage. And again, there are so many tools out there. So many apps. That can help you track this. It it makes it extremely easy for you. Plus, you want to create a relationship with your tax professional and you want your tax professional to like you so make the tax professional's life easy please follow instructions yes thank you so much for that follow instructions and yes while it is our job to help you and assist the client the business owner in deductions by no means necessary is it our job to hold your hand and make sure that you're doing all the right things. If you come in as a business owner and you tell me that you drove 1,500 miles and I ask you if you have proof, if you have the printout from your app and you say yes and I put it on the tax return and then you get a letter about an audit and you have to prove your mileage, please know that's in your court. That is something you, the business owner, have to prove. It is not my job to audit it, but it is my job to make sure that you understand all of the rules and the regulations behind it. Exactly. And I've worked really, really closely with you, Casey. And 
The way you work with clients is really impressive. Now, you don't just Thank you. you don't just have them come in and present you with a shoebox full of receipts. I'm sure No, but they still do. Yes, of course. I get shoeboxes and bags <laughs> and I'm sorry. I had a PTSD moment there with talking about shoebox receipts. It does happen, folks. Yes. In 2018, it still happens. Oh my goodness! Seriously, seriously, use the utilize these tools. These tools are free for the most part, aren't they? Utilize these tools to make your life easy, so your accountant can be happy with you. Now, Casey is a true professional in the sense where she will sit down with you and she will whip out that list of the do's and don'ts, and she will go through all of that with you. It's extremely impressive she really spends a lot of time with you so you understand because again you're in business to make money you are not in business to pay all of that money in taxes if you were you should have had a nine-to-five job exactly you, you might have actually made more that way so because law and taxes they, they go hand in hand for our business owners that are just starting out, Casey, and they have sort of um, no idea where to start as far as bookkeeping or taxes. What would be the number one tip that you could give them that they can start doing that right now, preparing right now before they come in and see you? Well, I would definitely uh, have a list of questions, you know, yes, uh, to to ask your professional. Number two, and probably, which would probably be a a close 1A, is know your industry. I have people that have started a business and they uh, branch out and they start doing a lot of things and they follow the crowd and then they sign up for certain things. Let's just say a, a resale license, a business sales tax license, and they sign up for it and then they start getting notices And they don't understand that that sales tax license is a separate filing from your regular January to April tax filing. Mm -hmm. Also, in knowing your business, if your entity, know when your filing period is. Mm -hmm. Corporations, if you're on a calendar year, your filing deadline is March 15th, not April 15th. Pay pay close attention to that. It is March 15th not April 15th. And then would you also recommend that a business owner make quarterly payments? Well, quarterly payments are for sole proprietors. If you are an employee of your own corporation, you can be on payroll. So then that's not necessary. Quarterly payments uh, are necessary for the sole proprietor, which is an individual that is not incorporated or um, has an entity in that manner and takes their income straight from the business as a distribution or technically all income at the end of the year is passed through onto their personal tax return. And again, if you're going to pay estimated taxes, you need to see your tax professional Mm -hmm. so that they can help you calculate it correctly. Exactly. How many times would you say in a year you have to defend business owners in front of the IRS? Well, fortunately, (laughs) I do my job pretty well, so we don't (laughs) have to get that far. No one wants to be standing in front of 
Mr. I R N S. Right, right. <laughs> so fortunately, I can actually say that uh, we don't make it that far. I make sure that I educate the client far before, long before any of that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if I get a new client that might have some issues going on or problems, I do try and work them out at the least expensive level possible. Yes. And we try and work it out before we have to go into tax court. So this goes hand in hand with the what we just spoke about. What are some of the common pitfalls or mistakes that a small business owner makes that could cost them thousands in taxes? Not knowing uh, their business. So if they have a corporation, not knowing that they have filing requirements and deadlines that apply to them, not knowing what the penalties are that apply to their business, um, not knowing how to the regulations on their deductions, not knowing or understanding there's a difference between expensing an item and deducting an item, and also generally not keeping track of their business property. Having dirty books, right? Having dirty is (laughs) such a bad word. Again, this is the disclaimer. (laughs) We hope that no one is offended by our language here. No. Yes. Having dirty books. Yes. Yes. What are dirty? Naughty books. Not not dirty. Dirty books. Dirty books. So I'm sure people are wondering, what are dirty books? (laughs) Dirty books are what I would consider a client walking in with one yellow legal pad sheet of paper with a bunch of notes scribbled on it about their business expenses. And I asked them, is this what you spent or is this what you made? Mm, Yeah, kind of, sort of, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much is not a defendable um, reason with the IRS. Right, right. I, I mean, so far, I don't think that's a, uh, you, you're right, it's not a defense, right? It's not a defense. It, it's not, no. And going back to really knowing your industry and what filings you need to make, it's extremely important. I'll give you an example. So when I incorporate for my clients, there are two must do's that the client has to know about. One is that their business is subject to franchise tax. Yes, thank you so much for mentioning that. Yes, and and please share with us what franchise tax is, Casey. So in the state of California, for all of you in other states that are listening to us, here in the state of California, what I like to call the franchise tax or the entity tax, I call it the cost of doing business in California tax. It's a privilege tax, isn't it? Yes, it could be called the sunshine tax as far as I'm concerned. But there is a $800 minimum tax minimum minimum which minimum means, which means it could be more than $800 it could be yes so let's just say you're in business and this particular year you didn't make any money technically your business was a loss overall on your taxes guess what it doesn't matter you still have to pay that $800 minimum franchise tax you still have to pay so the state of california you gotta love california right Casey? i love it gotta i love, love it. california we, we pay for the sunshine here exactly but today it's kind of uh, it's beautiful really it's been pissing it down 
Those are English terms. I, thank you, Kelly. Yes, we, ha- we have gray skies here, and I really enjoy the rain. I do. Born and raised in England, you know, I, I miss it. I really do miss it. But it's not so good for Moo, though. That's the reason Moo couldn't be here today. Oh. Her, her place is flooded out, poor thing. Oh, goodness. I know. Get the buckets, Moo. I know, exactly. So, going back to the wonderful state of California, if you're going to do business in their state, they consider that as a privilege. So, therefore, you do pay the minimum $800 franchise tax. The other fee that you have to pay, otherwise you will get fined for it, is a... Every year, a business has to file a statement of information. And basically what that is, it's a form that you can file now directly with the state online. And depending on the entity, LLC, it's $20. And with a corporation, it's $25. If you do not pay that, then you are looking at paying $250. Exactly. Make sure, do yourselves of it as a business owner. You, You don't know what you don't know. Right. So that's why we are here to help you. We truly are passionate about helping you to become more successful. Right? Yes. This show is about creating successful, powerful entrepreneurs. And the more you know, knowledge is power. One other thing I'd like to just uh, throw in there right quick is about nonprofits. Oh, okay. Yes. While nonprofits do exceptional work, they have a purpose that does not mean that they are exempt from filing they're exempt from certain taxes that they're exempt from i'm just saying so even for my nonprofit businesses out there please know your industry and know the filings that are po- that apply to you by the way there are over 14 different nonprofit um types of organizations with the IRS. So nonprofit is not just 501c3. We hear that all the time. No, there are many types and they have many different filing requirements. Know your business, please. Exactly. Know your business. Would there be is there anything else Casey that you'd like to share with our audience? Um one thing I'd just like to say is don't be afraid of the notices. If you get a notice, open it Take it to a tax professional. Don't open it. Take it to the tax professional. Let them open it. Don't throw it away. But don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Please. You know, um, in my, for my business clients, I am a year round firm, which means I don't close my doors Mm -hmm. after April. I do close them for three or four days to get a little rest. (laughs) Now, mind you, I do close them, but I am open year round. I offer mid-year reviews. I offer end-of-year consultations to make sure that my business owners are up to date and to answer any questions that they may have. That's huge. That is huge for a small business owner because, they, again, they don't know what they don't know. And they do freak out when they see notices from the state, anything that has a government seal on it. Yes. So as Casey said, don't throw those notices away. Definitely don't don't bring those to your attorney. You make sure you take them directly (laughs) to your tax professional. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. (laughs) Absolutely. Casey, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you. It has been. I thank you so much for having me. I hope the audience enjoyed our chat. And please 
make sure that you get the contact information so I can send you the list of business deductions. By the way, it's early in 2018. I will be talking about the new tax reform changes that were just signed into law that apply to the businesses. And some of those things don't apply to this tax filing, which is for 2017, but they will apply to all of your business dealings that you're doing now in 2018. So you definitely want to stay in contact or get our information so you can hear about that. Exactly. That's right, Casey. You are always a year behind, aren't you? When it comes to filing, (laughs) we are a year behind. Always a year behind, trying to catch up. Fantastic. We will definitely have you on the show again. And and it's extremely important that we talk about the 2018 new tax laws as well. So how can our audience get in touch with you? Well, they can always call our office at 760-547-1420 or they can always go online and email us at admin a-d-m-i-n at just taxes that's j-e-s-t-a-x-e-s dot com and we're more than happy to answer questions set up um, free consultations or even maybe a review. Yes, and and if you even mention in your email or your uh, phone conversation that you heard Casey on the Go Legal Yourself podcast, she's going to have a little surprise for you. I am. I'm going to have something (laughs) special. Of course, I can't tell you what it is because then everybody will want it. And then I won't know exactly how you came to know me. (laughs) Exactly. I can't highly recommend Casey enough. She is one of my referral partners. She's the first person that I actually go to when I have any sort of um, questions for my tax questions for my business owners. And without two must-haves, a business attorney and a tax professional. With those two, as a business owner, you can conquer whatever you'd like. And please feel free to connect with us and leave us some feedback and comments. Go to our website, golegalyourself.com. There is a contact page there. And do mention in the contact page whether you would like to learn more about what Casey's talking about, because we will bring her back and she'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions related to taxes. Thank you. I don't know. Will you will you answer any questions related to nightclubs? <laughs> I don't know about any nightclubs, but I'm more than willing to go. I love to dance. Well, there you go. She does. And she's a fan talking about dancing. Oh, my God. So you know that I have a boxer. Her name is Bella. And when Bella wiggles, she really wiggles. Yes. And I saw Casey and Bella dancing together for the first time. It just blew me away. I couldn't stop laughing. I wish I had my phone. Next time, we have to do it again because I have to capture it. Yes, I have to capture it. So, yes, Casey is a fantastic dancer. Do leave us comments and, and let us know if you have any questions that you would like us to answer in the upcoming shows. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law, and it has been a pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success.